have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy. Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Driving Movies. Continuing with our classics, are we just doing classics all all June here? I, feel like I think we're going to do that. Yeah, all June. That's a good good trend there. Uh, continuing with week two, we are doing Casablanca versus To Have and Have Not. So starting with the details, let's start with Casablanca. That is from what year? Ooh, I think that's from 1943. Close, 1942. Ooh, I should know that. It's in my... Well, I won't spoil anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. <laughs> That is directed by Michael Curtis, written by Julius Epstein, Philip Epstein, Howard Coach, and it's based on a play by Murray Burnett and Joan Allison. That stars Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine, Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa Lund, ooh, second week with Ingrid Bergman here, uh, Paul Henreid as Victor Laszlo, Claude Rains as Captain Louis Renault. Conrad Veidt as Major Heinrich Strasser, Sidney Greenstreet as Senor Ferrari, and Peter Lohr as Ugarte. That is going up against To Have and Have Not from what year? 1944. That is correct, 1944. That is directed by Howard Hawks, written by Jules Firthman, William Faulkner, based on the novel of the same name by Ernest Hemingway. That stars, oh, look at this, Humphrey Bogart again. <laughs> he plays Harry Steve Morgan this time around. His co-stars are Lauren Bacall, who plays Marie Slim Browning. Walter Brennan, who plays Eddie. Marcel Dalio as Gerard, a.k.a. Frenchie. And Dan Seymour as Captain Renard. A couple other people in that one, too, but no notable names, at least to me. So those are the major characters, and I will turn it over to you to go over the plot. Yeah, I'll start with To Have and Have Not. So, like you said, that stars Humphrey Bogart, and he plays... He's a fisherman, and he takes these fishing charters out, and they're, I think it's Monaco? Some island off the coast of France. Yeah. Maybe not Monaco. I'm making yeah, that Yeah, they, well, they, they say the name, and I forget what it was. <laughs> Not important. Yeah. <laughs> it's an island off the coast of France. Um, and this is when France is occupied by Germany. So you have the French Gestapo, which I looked up, which is the police. They were French, but they were kind of hired by Germany. They're like the police now. Mm-hmm. And they're making sure that, you know, no one, everyone's in, in order. And they were basically mobsters, which I found out. Criminals and mobsters were the French Gestapo in World War II. Interesting. Yeah. So Humphrey Bogart plays this character where he's just, he's a neutral, doesn't want any part of anything. He just wants his money. He'll do whatever, but he ends up in this whole 
scheme to get these men off off the island away from the French Gestapo. So he doesn't want to, but he gets you know mixed up in this uh, freeing the French, the free French movement. Uh, similar, Casablanca has a very similar storyline. Humphrey Bogart plays almost the exact same character. Very <laughs> neutral, just yep. wants to make money, doesn't want to stick his neck out for anyone. He says that multiple times. And he ends up getting mixed up in this, uh, trying to get, like, it's in, the, I think he was Czech. Yeah. From what I remember. Laszlo. Um, so he is trying to, any kind of German occupied, this is in World War II again, and it takes place in Morocco, in Casablanca. Um, but any kind of, like, underground movement in German occupied territory, he's kind of like the leader, and people are kind of looking up to him to, to overrule the, the occupation. Uh, so he is trying to get to the U.S., but the French Gestapo there and the Germans do not want him to leave Casablanca. So Humphrey Bogart kind of gets in the middle of that as well. But there's also a side story with a, a little love affair that went on. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's probably the longest explanation I had for either movie or for, <laughs> for movies in general. Yeah. There's a lot that happens in these. Oh, yeah. So let's let's get into the details here. Starting with the writing. What did you think about the writing in these two movies? Uh, very similar stories, but one definitely has a lot more depth, and that's Casablanca. I thought to have and to have, I'm gonna. It's a weird title to have and have not. Is was kind of dry. I don't know. It was kind of a boring storyline. Same. It's the same as Casablanca, but there wasn't a lot that happened. I agree a hundred percent. <laughs> and it's interesting because I feel like to have and have not had more like action and more things actually happening. Yeah. Casablanca is a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversations between characters. Whereas to have and have not, you actually have them on the boat and trying to get these people off and then someone shot and they're dealing with that and they're dealing with the police and stuff like that. And you would think that because more is happening, that movie would have a stronger story and i don't think it does i think it's very uh like you mentioned it's kind of dry um humphrey bogart just kind of gets wrapped in to the situation you're like okay it's it's fine but casablanca there's kind of more of an emotional depth to that one Mm -hmm. and because he has uh kind of a little love flame going on with someone who shows up with laszlo uh, it adds a little bit more meaning to why he's doing what he's doing and why he gets sucked into to this plot line. I think, and I'll probably mention it more in the next category, where the writing is better in Casablanca and why it feels like it has more substance to it, Yeah, I think mm-hmm. is because of the different characters and how you get to interact with so many of them. And each of these characters feels like a fully realized person. Yeah. Whereas to have and have not, you have different characters. You have the French, free French revolutionaries who he's trying to, he's trying to, he, originally he's trying to get them to the island. Yeah. But then I think he needed to get them off to, I don't know. 
The story is confusing, too. Kind of, yeah. And then you have Humphrey Bogart. You have his love interest, which I feel like that was kind of a weird love connection there. Yeah, they just kind of gave him one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they just kind of fell in love, and it was like, oh, okay. I That was another part of the story where, where they first met. I couldn't tell if they had just met or if he had seen her before somewhere because they kind of acted like they previously knew each other. I don't know. It was giving me weird vibes. <laughs> and it just didn't feel as natural as, as the connection in, in Casablanca. But Casablanca just has such intelligent dialogue written for oh, it yeah. that it's almost like watching a Tarantino movie how like the dialogue is so crisp and a lot of the reasons why his movies are so entertaining and so captivating is because you have all these characters that are given such important meaty dialogue that everything everyone says contributes somewhat to the story and it seems natural. And it seems natural, yeah. And mm-hmm. and everything just kind of flows nicely. You understand exactly what's happening in the story. It flows together at a nice pace. The the writing is, is really good in, in Casablanca. It's not bad into Have and Have Not. It's just it, nothing necessarily s- stood out in that one for me. Out of all the gin joints. Of all, all the, the towns and all yeah. the world. <laughs> and there's so many quotable lines from that movie mm-hmm. just goes right along with the dialogue yep so uh casablanca casablanca of course uh i'm gonna do a, a, a little spoiler alert here because i've i kind of already talked about it but characters <laughs> i think you can guess where i'm giving my point to um casablanca i think the characters are far and above way better than to have and have not even humphrey bogart's character he plays pretty much the same person but you feel more connected w- with him in Casablanca than you do in To Have and Have Not. At least I did. And I oh, think yeah. it's because you have kind of that emotional connection with Ingrid Bergman, her character. You can kind of see how he's a little bitter because something happened in their past where it's kind of made him dry to everything and everyone. And that's kind of yeah. the reason why he's neutral and he doesn't look out for anyone else. And then you can kind of see glimpses within the story of how he starts to do nice things for different people and even the people in his bar you can kind of see his connection with them grow a little bit stronger and stuff like that so you i feel like even with him as a main character even though he's kind of playing the same character in both movies you get to see more growth uh in casablanca than into have and have not how many cigarettes do you think he smoked between (laughs) those two movies oh man that's probably, why his, that's probably why his voice is so weird. He's got a weird voice. Ugh. Every time he was on screen, he was lighting up a cigarette in both movies. Man, different times. Back when that was the cool thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. What about the love interests? Um, I think both of the actresses are, are good actresses. I think Ingrid Bergman, I like more as an actress. I think she does a better job of providing more of a well-developed and well-thought-out character. Yeah. Lauren Bacall as Slim. Um, I hate... The nicknames drive me nuts. She she was fun because she was kind of sassy at, at times, which made it entertaining. She but, seemed like the female version of Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Like, 
that's what it seemed to me. Kind of neutral and just looking out for and herself. Just, and... Yep. Mm-hmm. The thing that I didn't really like, and it's nothing against her character, Humphrey Bogart's character, per se, and it happens in a lot of old movies, it's the love aspect of the story and the character connection is so out there and far-fetched where it's like they they (laughs) met at this bar once like he caught her stealing and then all of a sudden they were both in love with each other they're like like, yep that's it you're like what and throughout the rest (laughs) of this movie anytime they interact with each other you know it's like oh i love you so much and this (laughs) this girl's making me jealous because maybe that's how it happened in the 40s maybe maybe it is but (laughs) i felt like that aspect of it was a little bit more egregious in to have and have not because with Casablanca you kind of get a backstory of a relationship that blossomed yeah and eventually maybe kind of soured a bit and so when they're reunited within the movie time frame you can kind of understand both of their viewpoints both of their feelings and how there is still kind of a flame there like it it the the relationship aspect makes more sense than hey give this money back kiss me it's like what <laughs> whoa what yeah that escalated quickly <laughs> uh in to have and have not you kind of have a sidekick mm-hmm. to Humphrey Bogart Eddie who's on his boat he's a drunk I don't know it... He's a lighthearted character, but he kind of gets annoying. Yes. <laughs> it's like, so he's the one that the Gestapo pick on, of course, and they try mm-hmm. to get him drunk. And he's kind of like the damsel in distress. Like, they take him and they, like, hold it over Humphrey Bogart's head. Yeah. Like, we have him. Like, you need to tell us everything. But, yeah, it was not needed. And I'm, I'm glad in Casablanca he didn't really have, like, a sidekick character that was with him all the time. I guess there might have been Sam, who was the uh, piano player. But, I mean, he was... But you had everyone in the bar. You had the... That's true. You had him as the piano player. You had kind of the waiter guy. I think his name was Carl. Um, I liked Carl. (laughs) You had the the bartender. Um, It just seemed like everyone... And that's another aspect of the story and the characters that I think blend so well together in Casablanca is that that bar like Rick's feels alive and it feels like those people are fully realized characters within there. They're not just toss away side characters. Like everyone in that movie is there for a reason. And even the people that don't even get a name, like the small snippets of just the bar patrons that they show and how it's like people who are waiting for their visas to get out or people who have them and they're, celebrating one last night out or you have the german police who are there kind of um keeping an eye on everything like i don't know just every piece and part of that movie feels like it's there for a reason feels like it was thought out feels like it contributes to the movie which just makes it that much better oh yeah now casablanca no yes but (laughs) go ahead (laughs) i was just gonna add one more thing yeah. In terms of the side characters, I also really enjoy kind of the villains in Casablanca. So you have mm, yes. Major Strasser, who's the German general who is is coming to Casablanca. Now it's 
unoccupied. Right, like neutral ground. But the Germans still have a presence there, and they're trying to maintain somewhat of their control over it, even though it's not occupied. So they're kind of there to keep an eye on Laszlo to make sure when he comes in, he stays. But then they realize maybe it's not a good idea for him to stay either because he might start uh, inciting revolutionary mm-hmm. uh, tactics within Casablanca itself. So you have him as a villain who I think was more kind of dastardly and there was more to fear from him than there was the French Gestapo in yeah, To Have yeah. and Have Not. They were just kind of there asking questions and you're like, okay. <laughs> Whereas like you, you could tell that he had some power with him and he could do kind of what he wanted if he For wanted sure. to. Um, but then also you have Captain Louis Renault, who was the French police. Yeah. Who, his character is someone that, he's kind of a despicable character. Mm-hmm. But so fascinating to watch. <laughs> and I I think it's because he's played by Claude Rains, who I think is just a phenomenal actor. But even the dialogue that they give him, he feels... He feels like a someone who actually lives out there in the world today. Like he's following orders more so from the German police. Right. Because he says in the movie like he just follows whichever way the wind is blowing. So he thinks that the Germans have more power and authority and presence. So he tends to follow kind of their orders, work for them. But soon as soon as things turn, then he starts to uh, he starts to come another way. But just the dialogue between him and how he kind of sneaks himself into different conversations and has kind of an eye on everything, I just I just find his character so fascinating. A terrible <laughs> yeah. person, like he's a terrible person in that movie. But he has one of my favorite lines, and it's it's not really a line. I guess it's kind of like a scenario. It's when the Germans order him to close the bar down they're like find whatever reason and he tells humphrey like i can't believe you have gambling on here and then like a guy one of the dealer comes up and goes here's our winnings and he like takes it in his pocket (laughs) yeah he's a he's a great character Uh, there's also such like crazy subtle storylines oh yes like with the uh the lady who comes into gamble so that her and her fiance or husband can get visas Mm -hmm. and it's because captain renault told them to come in and you know if they could gamble then they could get visas but i don't know if you picked up on on that storyline maybe i'm not interpreting it correctly but i think i am Hmm. to the point where he goes to gamble he's not doing very well she goes to humphrey bogart kind of asks for his help but then she makes a comment like, do you think my husband would forgive me if I did something awful for love and for for us to get out of here? Yeah. So she makes that little comment and goes into that storyline. And then Humphrey Bogart comes into the gambling area, helps him win some money, and then he tells him to get out of here. And then Captain Renault comes up. And he's like, I'd appreciate it if you didn't interfere with like my little romances. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... So if they couldn't get the money for the passes, 
Are they implying that he was going to try to hook up with her to... Mm -hmm. It's like those crazy little moments in Casablanca. You're like... Detailed. Jeez. Like, it's a 1940s movie. That's insane. (laughs) But yes, I would give my point. After that long-winded tangent, I would give my point to Casablanca for characters. Oh, yeah. 100%. What about music? Oh, gosh. This is going to be another one for... So Casablanca, music plays a pretty important role in that movie. Mm-hmm. There's one song that was shared between Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. And I forgot which song it is. Um, as Time Goes By? That's right. So as soon as Ingrid Bergman comes into the, the cafe or the bar, and Humphrey Bogart does not know she is there, and she knows the piano player, and she tells him to play this song, and all of a sudden, you see Humphrey Bogart come out, and he's like, Sam, I told you to never play that song. And then he sees her. So, yeah, it, music plays an important role in, in Casablanca. And I I enjoy just the, the jazz music. The, yeah. You get the French national anthem every mm-hmm. so often. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty important scene is you have the German officers. Mm-hmm. They kind of take the piano and start singing a German song, and then the French in revolt start singing louder the french national anthem <laughs> that's a cool scene I, I like that scene a lot yeah to have and have not it had a similar style of like 1940s bar music <laughs> yeah i don't know but they also had a piano player who yeah played songs yeah cricket cricket mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and... who's better sam or cricket that's that's pretty much what it comes down to <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dueling pianos. Ooh, I'm going with Sam. Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think music has a little bit more importance in Casablanca. They uh, acknowledge it more within the story. And I also just like the songs more. Like, even that one... Mm-hmm. I forget the words to it, but it's something like... I got luck. How much luck? So much <laughs> luck. Like, I don't know why that song is so fun. Is that where they're beating on the tables? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have As Time Goes By, and then any other time, pretty much you're in Rick's, there's some sort of music happening within there. You have a piano player in To Have and Have Not as well, but none of their songs I really enjoyed. He, he's got a song where he talks about someone who lived in Tennessee, but thought he lived in California. Well, I was trying to follow the song. You're like, like, wait, what is happening? He lives in what state? <laughs> it, just, it, it, from? it was a fine song, but nothing stood out like the songs in Casablanca. Yeah. So, I'd agree. Casablanca. Oh, three for three. What about tech? Oh, I'm excited to talk about tech. Man, with the details with Casablanca. The one thing I noticed... The searchlight. Mm-hmm. At night, there's always a searchlight going around. And every scene, when he's in his cafe, you would see there in the background, it would be going across the doors. Or it would be going across his face as he looked out the window or outside. I just love that. I don't know why. But I love the searchlight going around. For a black and white movie, the lighting in that movie is amazing. Yeah, the lighting! <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, how... How good of a movie does it have to be where it's black and white and 
the thing that you pick out in tech is the lighting. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's yeah. this is nice. <laughs> yeah, the cinematography in, in Casablanca is pretty amazing as well. The other thing I noticed, there was one like where a plane was either landing or taking off, and mm, mm. I was like, oh, that's a model. That's That is really... That's pretty bad. They couldn't get stock footage of a plane landing, but that's okay. I'm not going to fault it for that. Uh, to have and have not. Oh, boy. Those <laughs> those boat scenes. Of course, it's like a green screen. I don't... Did they use green screens? No, they just set it aside yeah, to... Yeah, what did uh, they have? Just stock video. They just shot it over mm, stock. Right. I don't know. But there's a scene on the boat where, where they're trying to catch a fish. I don't know what it, what video that is because you have like the you have the sea stock video, but then they like also inserted a separate fish that was clearly a fake fish that they just kept <laughs> popping up. Oh man, I was watching the scene. I was like, "Ooh, this looks rough, man. This is rough." <laughs> and then it just doesn't look as neat and tidy as no, it doesn't. It's probably the lighting. I don't know. (laughs) The lighting probably wasn't great. It's probably the lighting, and I don't know if maybe just Casablanca has been restored so many times that it it looks crisper, but I don't know. I watched them both in HD. I got the HD version of To Have and Have Not, and I don't know. It just didn't look as nicely put together as Casablanca did. Yeah. And Casablanca's just got way better pacing. Oh, that's right. The editing too. Yep. So smooth. I never, I started to have and have not. I did fall asleep a few times just because I don't, it was getting boring. But even Casablanca with a movie with so much dialogue, you're invested the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you just jump to this next important scene. Not very many one. scene changes too. Like it's primarily in the bar. Mm-hmm. They go outside for, like, one scene. It, it could be in his apartment above the bar, but for the most part, it's it's very minimal, and it sets. Yep. But it works. Casablanca. Casablanca Cas- again? Casablanca again. Oh, boy. So which movie did you enjoy more, Rudy? <laughs> in the beginning, I didn't want to spoil it, but Casablanca is in my top five movies of all time. Oh, boy. Of all time. So, of course, it gets the Great Seal. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this. I had a film and culture class in college. And this is one of the movies they showed. And I was like, that was incredible. I, I loved every second. And I remember going on the great movie ride in Disney when I was younger. And you kind of see that final scene, which mm-hmm. they took out the great movie ride. Uh, but you see that final scene with Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. And when you're younger, you're like, that's that's cool, I guess. But then you see it in the movie, and you're like, this is... You're like, I finally understand. This wraps it all up. That movie is incredible. It's so, so clean. So nice to look at. The story's great. The characters are fun. I love that movie. To have and have not, I enjoyed, too. Mm-hmm. But it does not get the great seal. It's just okay. It's fine. Well, we got a got a, a, a crazy thing that's happening this episode because i'm also gonna give it a great Ooh. seal and it oh, also boy. might be in my top five movies of all time it, it honestly might because mm-hmm. it is that good of a movie if you were to ha- have me rattle off the top of my head 
the best movies ever made. Not necessarily my favorite, but like movies that I think are the best movies ever made. Casablanca's in that list. Like yeah. everything about it, the characters, the acting, the music element to it, the cinematography, the lighting, the pacing, the directing, everything is just top notch in that movie. And for it being a 1940s movie and being as captivating, I I, I like old movies, but a lot of people don't. But man, I, I don't know. I I don't know if I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Casablanca, mm-hmm. who's seen it at least. And I completely understand why. It's just so, it's such a good movie. I would highly recommend it to anyone who's ever interested in it, or maybe you haven't even heard of it. Give it a shot. Because Crazy. Man, it is, it's incredible. Nice. <laughs> Are we taking a break next week? Taking a break next week. Yes, I will yeah, be out of town. So, no. Our first no week recording. off. Ever. Yeah. But the week after that, we'll have two noir films I'm going to pick. Okay. I think one of them is going to be Laura. I just have to pick the other one. Hmm, Laura. Laura. I think I've seen Laura. Yeah, it's like a... I think that's one of like the top noir films that most people know. But I'll pick another one to go with it. All right. So we're sticking with 40s movies. Cool. Or maybe Laura's 50s. I don't know. Yeah. That, that... Older. Yeah. That time period. Uh, I dig it. <laughs> there you have folks. Go watch Casablanca. You can skip to have and have not, honestly. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.